to the Spiritually Unapologetic Podcast. I am Darrell. And this is Reese. Alright, this is part two of our holiday podcast. Now we're talking about the holy days that the Most High Yah requires us to celebrate. And they are all in the Bible. Again, we encourage you guys to read, read, and read again. Started off with a script. Leviticus 23.5 In the 14th day of the first month at even is Yahuwah's Passover. The Passover. Now, all of us have probably seen the Disney depiction of Prince of Egypt. Now, you have seen the plagues that the Most High have sent for his people to let you know how important his word and his ways are. And what did he tell the Hebrew Israelites back then? Sacrifice the lamb and spread the blood on the post of the doorway so to protect you from the angel of death. So the most high Passover is a special and must be done holy day to signify to him that you believe on the blood sacrifice of his son, Yeshua, to protect you, to guide you. Yeah, so what we required to do on that day, and we eat the uh, bitter herbs, the bread, the lamb, which represents Christ, and the Passover wine, which represents his blood. So on this day, the true day that you take communion, not every first Sunday, which is really being a blasphemer to the holiness of the Passover, is it is a signified time that you do the Passover supper and take communion, showing the Most High that you are one of His and being one of the chosen that you should be to be saved. They really blaspheme with that and give you that cracker and that wine, and they say, uh, this do in remembrance of me, which is misconstrued, like you just said, you blaspheming Passover, making a mockery of one of the most holy days, which is Passover. So you don't, you know, it's only once a year, just like your heli days are once a year. Go through the motions and do that. That's not how it is. It's a, it's a total celebration. It's supposed to be done with family, family that's true believers of the Most High Yah. Like Reese was saying earlier, you have all the ingredients and all the meal choices that you have to eat to signify and show you the pain that your ancestors went through from the bitter herb. Rip signify the tears of your people. You got to eat the shank bone, signify the blood of the lamb in concordance with the drinking the Passover wine, which is kosher. You must drink holy kosher wine, not no grape juice, not no graham cracker. You need unleavened bread and holy wine. Yeah, but that being said, again, Revelation 18.4, we got to come out of our people. And you make the word of God of no effect through your traditions of men. We have got to, in these last days and last hours before the Most High Yah's return, we have got to come out of religion and come into your heritage. Israelite is not a religion. It's your birthright. It's your book, your history book. We don't care about all this other American so-called history because it's just his story. This is our book, our God, 
and Gentiles can get grafted in. So we don't we don't subscribe to the only the twelve tribes are going to be saved by the Most High God. And everybody else is going to be uh, just you know out there going to, uh, to that lake of fire. We just want to let y'all know that and put that out up front. We're not one of those believing type people. And to end this on the Passover, the reason why you should keep the Passover because you signify to the Most High that you want to be protected and covered in grace through all or whatever is going on in this world, that you are showing him that you believe in him to cover you. All right, we're going to go to uh, Holy Day number two, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So this is Exodus 12, 18 and 19. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month at even, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 1 and 20th day of the month at even. Seven days shall there be no shamans found in your houses. Whosoever eat that which is with shamans, even that soul shall be cut off from the assembly of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. For seven days after Passover, being disciplined and sanctifying yourself and cutting off leaven, basically removing the leaven from your house like you're removing the sin out of your life so you can be holy and kept holy for the Most High. For those of you that don't know what unleavened is, you just re you're not eating anything for seven days with yeast in it. So that would be all the fun stuff that we love, donuts, bread, I know it might be hard for you to do because you know how you know how we like to eat all the snacks, everything we would love to eat, like 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 Reese said, from the donuts to the cakes to the bread, anything with a leavening rising agent in it, you must separate for yourself for seven days, sacrificing your body as a sacrifice to the most high by not eating leaven. My head over here tingling us. Spirit just put this idea in my head. Isn't it ironic that everything that is good for you, that tastes good to you, is not good for you? That can't be nothing but Hasatan. Everything that's good or pleasurable to you, it's, it's, uh, it either goes against what the Most High Yah teaches or it's just not good for you, period, or unhealthy for you. And all it is is, is discipline, what the Most High God requires, and that you worship Him, Him and Him alone. Yes, all praises to the Most High. We're going to move on to the next holy day that you must keep. Which is the Feast of Weeks. We're going to Leviticus 23, 15, which states, And you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought the sheep of the wave offering, even Sabbath shall be complete. Yes, the Feast of Weeks sometimes is referred to the Feast of First Fruits. But basically, you're being, you're showing the blessing of the Most High of the first crops that comes in from the spring. Having a feast and you're thanking Him for providing for you for another year. And as we celebrate these feast days, don't be afraid to invite your family over who is not in the truth. We must try, at least try, to tempt them. You know, people used to celebrate these Babylonian holidays. For example, the Feast of Weeks is like the first holy day of June, like the first holiday of summer. Then right after that, you got Babylonian 4th of July. Now, most of you guys are going to celebrate the 4th. And I don't even know why, because if you are a true Hebrew Israelite, you wouldn't even free 
on the 4th of July. So what are you even celebrating? You need to go back and celebrate your most high holy days. Exactly. A simple YouTube search or internet search will let you know that you shouldn't be celebrating. You're celebrating someone else's independence. You should feel crazy. And you're eating that abominable food, what he told you not to eat. You're eating that pork and you're doing it, and you're being a glutton, and you're being a drunkard on that day because you got the day off. You're just giving uh, the establishment their money right back. Exactly. You're being herded or you're being conditioned just to be a cash, a cash cow. If you, if you look at it, it's a holiday set up all throughout the year for you to constantly spend money back to the system. So you're working for the system. That's what you're really doing. You're working for 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 you lie. Yeah, for for you lie. You heard me right. They lie. Hold on. <laughs> Fourth of July. July. <laughs> so you're going to buy fireworks to shoot off and like for what? What are you shooting off for? Are you shooting off for the blood of the people that's on the ground that died? Like, what are you really celebrating? My people perish for lack of knowledge. We, we won't look up the history. The Bible say, knowledge will abound. We won't look up the history or the origin of these satanic holidays, which are usually attached with a deity to it, a false god. And he already told you, He's a jealous God. You should have no other gods before him. He is a jealous Elohim. Know what that means? If you worship something else, then you are cut off. Do you really want to be cut off? And when he cuts you off, he drops you somewhere that burns with fire and brimstone. I, to me, the worst pain I ever felt was fire. Getting burnt with anything is it's terrible pain. Hey, exactly, and to piggyback off that, yeah, man, I just, I, you never heard somebody say, oh, man, I just can't, I can't see him catch a break, I can't get no love. Yeah, because you're living the exact opposite of what he told you to do. To say, study to show thyself approved unto Yah, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You're doing everything opposite, your life is in turmoil, but you don't want to pick up that book and read and act on it. So we're going to go to the next one, which is the Feast of Trumpets, Leviticus 23, verse 23 and 24. And Yahuwah spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Yasharel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial blowing of shofars, a holy assembly. Now that's one of my favorite, my favorite holy days is the Feast of Trumpet, because me personally... I believe when we all, when we reach that golden number of 144,000 Hebrew Israelites blowing the shofar on the Feast of Trumpets, me personally believe it's going to signal the Most High to crack the sky and send Yeshua to come. He's waiting for that beautiful note, that frequency of his shofars blown. Like they say, when Christ comes back, he's going to come back with a shout of a trumpet and the voice of the Lord. Mm. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, because um, like they say, when the gospel be preached all over the world, then he'll come back. No, when the true doctrine of the Bible, which is the Israelite faith, gets preached around the world or goes around the world, 
that'll be his signal to return. Yes, and if you haven't blown a shofar, trust me, the first time you blow it, you feel it, the vibration inside your soul. It's almost like the sound is unlocking you or knocking the sin off of you so you can be more holy for the Most High. And there's so many videos floating around and they can't understand or man is trying to explain away the trumpets being played in all over the world. Trumpets coming out of the sky. That should be enough put fear in your heart to get right or get left. You know that that's never happened before. So how can you go about your daily routine and be like, well, nothing to see here? No. <laughs> you, you, need, you got to get in that book, get on your knees, and ask for forgiveness every day and try to make it right and be in right standing with the most high. Because you could be gone tomorrow. Ain't no do-overs. Ain't no free man. You can't kick a turtle against a green pipe and get free men. Once you done, you done. It's over. Ain't no coming back. Ain't no coming back for anyone who passed away who has not been accepted by the Most High. The only thing that is waiting on them is fire. A lake of fire. That lava waiting on them. And what's the story where the guy, he went to hell and he was like, uh, can I come back and tell my brothers? He said, no. Negative. <laughs> he said, no. It's a gulf between me and you. And you, you, hey, you had a lifetime. And they got the prophets. If they don't listen to the prophets, then basically that's on them. Mm -hmm. So ain't no coming back. And, you know, people can have all these frivolous debates. Oh, it's, there's no God. There's no hell. Well, guess what? The devil proving that he's real in this satanic Babylonian Sodom and Gomorrah society. So we already know the most high is real. I know he real personally through my testimony that I probably would give at on a later date on a different podcast. But moving my right along to the next one, which is the Day of Atonement, which is found in Leviticus 23, 26, and 27. And Yahuwah spoke unto Moses saying, also on the 10th day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. It shall be a holy assembly unto you and you shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah. Now the day of atonement, also known as Yom Kippur, is probably the most important. Well, I don't want to say the most important because Passover is important as well. It's on the same level. But the day of atonement is when you sacrifice your body for 24 hours you eat nothing you drink nothing you knowing that the most high is going to sustain you and, and you repent of all your filthy lurker sins and by doing this and doing this sacrifice of yourself you showing the most high that you are willing and loving him and he would keep your name in the book of life but if you just constantly pass by this day do you really think your name is written in the book of life or is it written in the book of damnation? <laughs> Man. Yeah, how can, how can, and just by him saying that, how, just by the real saying that, how can you, you, you thinking you celebrating Christ on, uh, that satanic day, Satan Claus? 
<laughs> where he's supposed to be, and he's supposed to be omnipresent. It's a copycat. You can't see that. He's supposed to be omnipresent, jumping down everybody's Christmas tree. I mean, everybody's uh, everybody's chimney and giving out all presents. And he know when you were sleeping. He know when you were awake. That's a direct. That's all praise for that even download. For that download, that's that's a direct mockery of the Most High, and it's Satan in his name. Yeah, you can't see that. Yeah, what Run DMC say? You're blind. You can't see. You need to wear some glasses. <laughs> you need to wear some glasses. Because guess what? This stuff, all this stuff, is in direct opposition of the Most High. And it, like I said, hey, Christ and the, the Most High, Christ are. It's all about discipline and showing. And proving yourself worthy of his love, worthy of his grace, worthy of having your name in the book of life. Because guess what? That first year of Day of Atonement, I didn't think I could do it. And guess what? I was super hungry. But if you do it right, you can you can go a day without eating. And that ain't doing nothing but helping your body out anyway. All his laws make sense. And no, Christians, they're not done away with, hello, <laughs> when it's all in the New Testament. Which I'm going through again, and I'm reading it and reading it over again. That's what you got. We're going to keep saying that every podcast. Oh, it was written by man. Who else is going to read it? If it was written by animal, you really wouldn't be reading it. So what, <laughs> what, that, what sense do that make? Who else was going to write it? It was by divine inspiration through those guys. You got to realize them guys back then in the Bible, they were holy. They were super holy. That's why they were able to do Elijah and all of They were able to do cast down fire from heaven because they were holy and they were in tune with the Most High Yah. We lost that power over the years. Yes. And that need to be your whole point of existence. Like we say, you need to read, read, read again. Pick up that book. We don't want to hear all this mockery and all this freaking complaining about it's written by man. Well, how about this? The Ten Commandments is written by the Most High itself. Are you are you keeping them? Now, what are you going to say to that? They were written by him, his own finger on tablets, stone tablets. So, that's the most important thing you need to be understanding. If you're not keeping the Ten how do you even expect to be looked at by the Most High? Even looked at. When he written them with his own finger. Now you can say all you want to say about the Bible, and even though it was written by his holy prophets, which is like you getting it from him anyway. But what you going to say if you're not keeping the 10? I know what he's going to say. <laughs> I never knew you. Oh, man. I just, oh, <laughs> head over here tingling. Get away from me. I never knew you, ye that work iniquity. Why he's going to say that? Because he doesn't recognize nothing that's not in his book. That's all praise. If it ain't in his book, he going hey, he to be like, next. It, it ain't in the book. So your, your Christians, that, that's killing all of y'all. Christians, Muslims, all of them. All of them. You, you can debate, you can say this, and all this, all these other fake gods, and Hinduism, every artist, this new, this Abrahamic house with all three so-called major religions. Hey, you can play around if you want to. You can follow these hellish celebrities if you want to. 
You better dust that Bible off and read it for yourself. Cause when he come back and you ain't doing, you ain't keeping up, you you're not you're not proselytizing, aka winning souls the Christian way. You're not baptized. You're not keeping the, the laws to the best of your ability. You're not keeping the the uh, holy days to the best of your ability. And you're not keeping the dietary laws. Like he said, oh, I don't believe in that. Oh, okay, well, hey, get away from me. I never knew you. Like you said, if you're not keeping none of that stuff, dietary laws, oh, that's done away with. Oh, but you in the, you in the doctor office, are you? <laughs> oh, you didn't know you just supposed to eat that abomination pig? You didn't know that pork? What would what, 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 what you say? If you put lipstick on a pig, it's still what? <laughs> a dang on pig. <laughs> Still got that big. Hey, and we went to again in our town yesterday. Me and my wife, we went to the Eastern Market, and it's so sad that all of our people, men and women, guts are super. That's that's nothing but waste and poison. Guts are super big, and I seen the guy. It was so sad. He had the brace on his on the back of his leg, and he had the uh, the walker. And he couldn't even, he needed help getting out the car. What are you doing? You you can't eat that stuff. And they got all kind of abomination. They got every abomination you want to. Crab, lobster, duck, shrimp, all of uh, the abomination. Poor, he said, if don't touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Hey, and guess what? When he, when he found the demon, when, uh, when Christ found the demon, where did he banish him to? She banished him to the pig, a her, a swine. So nah. you might as well eat a demon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that should let you know right there. He and, and they killed themselves, but he banished them into unclean meat or so-called food. And it's it's all it's all goes all full circle. He does, he oh, he loves us so much. He wants us to be rich. You know, hey, if you're not rich now, you can be rich in family and rich in health, and that in turn will get you to where you need to be if you're doing what it says between Genesis and Revelation. Anything other than that, I don't care about your motivational speakers. I don't care about your uh, fake pastors on TV or your fake pastor on the corner next to the liquor store. I don't care about none of that because all that is false. Get into the book. Pray before you read the book. Look up words you don't understand. Get you a concordance. Get a blue letter Bible app. Have multiple Bibles playing or reading. Not multiple Bibles. King James Version, of course. But if you got one like I do, you have an iPad playing the King James Version. While you read, it makes for better reading. And get Bible ears. So you don't, a lot of people say they get bored or they go to sleep. Bible is, is an app that does, uh, tells the Bible through a story that makes it exciting. That's how I learned or the most I uh, put up on my heart to learn. And I think it's a good tool. Yes, yes. And if you want to know, Christ was a Hebrew Israelite. The faith was the way. It was the way of life from the most high. So when you go off into Christianity, you go off into Buddhism, you go off into uh, Muslims, you go off into all these other fake religions, this is how you can tell they're fake. When you go with Christianity, look up any Pope. Can you find anybody? Can you dig their body up? 
when you go to the Muslim faith, can, can you find, you know where Muhammad's buried at? I bet you do. The Buddhist guy, you know where the temple's at, where he buried at. But when you go look for Yeshua, not JC, when you look for Yeshua, <laughs> the son of the Most High, you can't find him. The stone was rolled away. So that should let you know he is the true living son of the Most High, Yah. All right, we're going to go to the next one. And final one, it's called the Feast of Tabernacles. And this is in Leviticus 23, 33, and 34. And Yahuwah spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Yasharel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Booths for seven days until Yahuwah. Yes. So with doing this holy day, that you're going out in tents, you and your family, you're signifying what the Israelites had to do when they were leaving, when they were in the wilderness. They were off in tents, waiting on the Most High to provide for them. So you doing this holiday is reconnecting with your ancestors, which is reconnecting with the Most High, saying you're going to believe on Him to supply your every need. So you put up a tent, you live out in the wilderness for seven days, praying, fasting. True, you can't eat, but you are dependent on the Most High to guide you for these seven days. Script that comes to mind, he said, he supplies our needs according to his riches and glory. Well, we're going to wrap this up now, y'all. All praise to the Most High, Yah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Kwam Yashurak.